Jason Comcock, and I'm the Compliance Evangelist, and I'd like to welcome you to One Month to Better Third-Party Management. This month, my monthly series is sponsored by Opus. Opus helps you to free your business from the complexity and uncertainties of managing risks associated with your customers, vendors, and third parties. By combining the most innovative third-party risk management and Know Your Customer Compliance SAAS platforms with unparalleled data solutions, Opus turns information into action so that you can so your business can thrive. Learn more about Opus at www.opus.com. This month, I'm going to take a deep dive into third-party risk management. I'm going to consider what you need to do to take a look at third parties, the due diligence you need to engage in, how you should evaluate that due diligence, what contract terms and conditions should be a part of your due diligence going forward, and how you should manage that relationship after the contract is signed. I think you'll find this an extraordinarily interesting and important series because, as all compliance practitioners know, third parties are your highest risk under anti-corruption laws such as the Foreign Corrupt Practices Act or the UK Bribery Act. This is Tom Fox. Thank you very much for listening to One Month to Better Third-Party Management. Day three, the questionnaire. The next step in the five-step process for third-party risk management is the questionnaire. The term questionnaire is mentioned several times in the 2012 FCPA guidance. It is generally recognized as one of the tools that a company should complete in its investigation to better understand with whom it is doing business. I believe that this requirement is not only a key step, but also a mandatory step for any third party that desires to do work with your company. I tell clients that if a third party does not want to fill out a questionnaire or will not fill it out completely, that you should not walk but run away from doing business with such a third party. In the UK Ministry of Justice's six principles of an adequate compliance program, they said the following about questionnaires. This means that the business person who desires a relationship and the foreign business representative commit certain designated information in writing prior to beginning the due diligence process. One of the key requirements of any successful compliance program is that a company must make an initial assessment of the proposed third-party relationship. The size of the company does not matter as a small business can face quite significant risks and will need more extensive procedures than other businesses facing limited risk or more limited risks. The level of risk that the company faces will also vary with the type and nature of the third parties. It may be, it may have relationships, business relationships with. For example, a company that properly assesses that there is no risk of bribery on part of one of its associated persons will accordingly require nothing in the way of procedures to prevent bribery in the context of that relationship. By the same token, bribery risk associated with reliance on a third-party agent representing a company in negotiations with foreign public officials may be assessed as significant and accordingly requires much more in the way of procedures to mitigate those risks. Businesses are likely to need to select procedures to cover a broad range of risks, but any consideration by a court in an individual case of the adequacy of procedures is likely to focus on those procedures designed to prevent bribery on the part of the associated person committing the offense in question. So what should go on, or rather, what should you ask for in your questionnaire? Some of the things that I think you should inquire on from a proposed third party are the following. Ownership structure. 
Describe the proposed third. Describe whether the proposed third party is a government or state-owned entity. The nature of the relationship with foreign, excuse me, local, regional, or governmental bodies. Are there any members of the uh, third party related to, by blood, any foreign government officials? Financial qualifications. Describe the financial stability of, and all the capital to be provided by the proposed third party. You should obtain financial records audited, if possible, for three to five years. Obtain the name and contact information for their banking relationships. Personnel. Determine whether the proposed agent will be providing personnel, particularly whether any of the employees are government officials. Make sure that you obtain the names and titles of those who provide services to your company. Physical facilities. Describe what physical facilities will be used by the third party for your work. Be sure and obtain their physical address. It may be that you want to actually go view their physical facilities to make sure that they can do the work uh, they say they're going to do for you if they're going to provide products or services. References. Obtain names and contact information for at least three business references that can provide information on the business ethics and commercial reliability of the proposed third party. Politically exposed persons or PEPs. Are any of the owners, beneficial owners, directors, or officers of the company politically exposed persons? Are they government officials? Have they been government officials? Are they officials of state-owned enterprises? Have they recently been employees of state-owned enterprises? Are they related by blood or close family members of foreign government officials or employees of state-owned enterprises? Ultimate beneficial owner. It is imperative that you obtain the identity of any UBOs or ultimate beneficial owners. Uh, if you don't, it could be the situation where a foreign government official is hiding in an ownership structure. We've had several uh, enforcement actions around that same fact pattern. The compliance regime. Does the proposed third party have an anti-corruption or anti-bribery compliance program in place? Do they have a, have a code of conduct? If yes, obtain copies to all relevant documents and training materials. FCPA training and awareness. Has the proposed third party received any training? Are they certified in any manner or they have been or have they been certified by any recognizable entity? Here you have to take care because the certification uh, does not protect you if this third party engages in bribery and corruption. This means that while it might be nice to have such a certification, it's not going to be a silver bullet for you or uh, a cross in front of Dracula. You need to be able to demonstrate you've done your own uh, due diligence based upon the information you receive. So don't let certification fool you. Nevertheless, it's obviously a nice to have. One thing that you should keep in mind is you will likely have pushback from your business team in making any of the inquiries listed. However, my experience is that most proposed agents that have done business with a U.S. or U.K. company have already gone through this process. Indeed, they understand that providing this information on a timely basis, they can set themselves apart as more attractive to the U.S. businesses. In other words, it's a market differentiator. The questionnaire fills several key roles in your overall management of third parties. Obviously, it provides key information that you need to know about with whom you are doing business with and whether they have any capabilities to fulfill your commercial needs. Just as importantly, 
is what is said if the questionnaire is not completed or is only partially completed, such as the lack of awareness of the FCPA, the UK Bribery Act, or any other anti-bribery, anti-corruption programs or laws generally. Lastly, the information provided, or in some cases is not provided, and the questionnaire will assist you in determining what level of due diligence perform on this third party. So what are the three key takeaways for today? Well, first of all, you must have enough information to fully identify the owners, ultimate beneficial owners, and related parties to determine if there is a foreign uh, government official involvement. Number two, all commentaries on best practices still require a questionnaire. I recognize that this is simply answers on a piece of paper that are then signed. Nevertheless, uh, the U.S. government still thinks it's important. The Department of Justice thinks it's important. So you need to consider it's important as well. And finally, number three, if the third party f- refuses to fully respond to your questionnaire, and there's not a good reason for doing so, you need to walk away from the relationship at that time. This is Tom Fox. Thank you much, very much for joining me on day three of one month to third party risk management. And I hope you'll join me tomorrow for day four. This is Tom Fox. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of One Month to Better Third Party Management. If you've listened to this podcast on iTunes, I would greatly appreciate it if you would rate this podcast as it will help our rankings and help us get the words out on this most unique podcast series in compliance. Also, if you have any questions, please feel free to email me at tfox at tfoxlaw.com. This is Tom Fox. Thank you very much for listening to today, and I hope you will listen tomorrow on another episode of One Month to Better Third-Party Management. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.